blah. Are you coming all the way from New Zealand or from England right now? From New Zealand. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's nighttime over here. <laughs> oh, so it's like the future. Yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Where? So so where in New Zealand are you from? Uh, I'm from Wellington, the capital. Okay, the capital. Um, the capital. Yeah. But I'm currently in this tiny place called Carterton, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's about an hour and a half from Wellington, but there's nothing really around it. I'm house-sitting for some friends. Um, wow. So there's nothing around me. It's great. <laughs> Are you... Um, okay, so now, first of all, I have always wanted to go to New Zealand. It's like uh, on my yeah. top bucket list places because... It's like, I don't know. It just seem, it seems like another world. That's what it seems like to me. From New York, at least. That's what it seems like. Um, where in relation are you to where Peter Jackson made his original, not the Lord of the Ring films. I know that's what everybody okay. asks about. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the movies before Lord of the Rings. Mm. The, you know. Well, which ones? Meet the... The, meet the Feebles, Bad Taste. Dead yeah. Alive, aka Brain Dead, he made all down oh, there in New Zealand, and that to yeah. me, that's what I. That's like where that's the pilgrimage I want to make. I want to go to that place wherever that is. Yeah. So I honestly don't know, but I feel like Wellington's where he did do a lot of stuff. So it's you know, there's probably some stuff there, but um, I haven't actually seen um. You know, those those older films. So oh, I highly I don't know. <laughs> highly recommend, highly recommend you. Well, I don't know. Do you like do you like like campy cult horror type movies, or is that not really your, your it's not really up my alley? So okay, I, I, I mean don't, I rec don't recommend yeah. it. Then I don't recommend yeah. it. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. The last time I tried to have I had tried to have someone in New Zealand on my show and it did not work mm. because the distance the lag was too insane and somehow uh, this is actually working. I'm, I'm amazed. This yeah, is cool. me too. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. All right. Have you tried to do stuff? Have you tried to do stuff? And like, sometimes there's like a weird, like, like, you know, a, whatever. A, On the internet. Yeah. Well, no, but sometimes we get news, you know, way earlier or like, you know, like news is a weird thing. They'll say, like, this happened Explain. on this date, you know. Well, like, if something happened, um, you know, Thursday afternoon or in the U.S., I'm going to get this wrong because time, time zones are so tricky, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Will, it will have been, you know, at a totally different time for us. And obviously, you know, there's, like, yeah, right. like, weird, um, yeah, events and, like, deadlines and things are really, obviously, you know, different. So English, what kind of no 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 that makes sense I get it I get it uh, what kind of movies do you like Ingrid if you're not into the uh, camp campy horror stuff what is your what's your bag um, I thought this was a music show this is something um, I'm more of um, I guess I prefer drama you know kind of character drama okay kind of stuff um, that's cool yeah um, what off the top of my head uh. I don't know, but I did like. I'm just thinking of the um, ones I watched on the plane. Um, 
on the way back and stuff. I saw Spielberg's most recent one, The Fablemans. Oh, I haven't seen that. that. Yeah, yeah, that was all right. Not not his best, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of that. Um, yeah, big Spielberg fan. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I guess I guess not the genre. I'm not a massive genre person, but genre always seems to refer to horror for some reason. I'm like, what are the uh, other? Yeah, well, well, you know. Genre, genre can be like a uh, genre can be yeah it's tinged towards like sci-fi horror you know cult movies westerns you know anything that's not like drama obviously wouldn't be genre I don't know it's, yeah it's, it's um, too broad so what is it like so but New Zealand again it's a very sort of uh what's the word it's like it's encapsulated it's very you know it's it's obviously global it's globally connected but at the same time it's kind of like its own place like when Mm -hmm. when music comes through it's from other places it's sort of a big deal because it's very hard to get down there sometimes am i correct on that in saying that yeah 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 um and sometimes people will only yeah come to auckland you know, a lot of big acts just do Auckland. So everyone has to go up to Auckland and there's a massive, you know, queue. And recently we had flooding and they had to cancel Elton John's event, you know, like everyone was in Auckland and then couldn't um, go and um, and see him. Um, so, yeah, I guess it is a big deal, but we are used to big acts coming here now more. Um, but it's funny because it's even just from the big towns, um, to the small towns, like we uh, once played a gig actually in this small town that I'm in now, and people um, just couldn't believe that we'd stopped um, to play in this small town. It was like, but it was the best gig we we ever played. We just played for free, and like all these people came, and it was great. But there was a very there's a very big distinction between the kind of connected um, cities, especially Auckland, and then the rest yeah. of the country. Yeah. I guess it's like that in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But that's interesting. So in a way, mm-hmm. there's almost like a local tourism uh, sort of economy based around bands that are, you know, routing through New Zealand. Because if they're going to be in this, they're playing this one place. And you would think mm-hmm. if you if you travel that far that maybe you would hit a couple other markets. But they're playing right. this one market. And everybody, if you want to see, you know, if you want to go see Elton John, you better mm. get your butt down to Auckland mm-hmm. and, you know, make it happen. Cause otherwise that's it, which must be, I can imagine that being frustrating. I would be, I would find that frustrating from really. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I we're just used to it, but yeah. 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 Um, must not be... And I think we travel, we travel quite a lot as a country. Um, this is just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. my observation. I'm not, I don't know if it's how true it is, but I feel like we're very quick to jump in the car and go someplace or to hop on a plane. There are a lot of domestic flights for it, for a small, you know, for a small place. Yeah. It's quite amazing how many, you know, how often there are flights to different places. And so I think we're quite a big kind of, yeah, traveling within the, the nation kind of people. Yeah. So what does that do? So how does that inform like local music and like music scenes, you know, little music scenes and stuff within the country? Because, you know, again, I'm, this is from my, my New York American POV. Like, you know, like I think of 
you know, Australia is really big. And then New Zealand is relatively, I mean, I really should just Google this and just find out. New Zealand is 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 comparatively smaller, but at the same time, like where tell me about how local how does local music work down there? Like how do how do, do are there are a lot of like rich, vibrant like music scenes within New Zealand as a result of that? Um yes. Uh well it's a yeah, it's a small country, but it's also very long. It's as long, I think, as France or you know, it, even longer it takes a really long time to get from the top to the bottom wow um, yeah i'm looking right now yeah so um yeah I'd, I'd say there are quite a lot of i'd call like underground or you know like grassroots um scenes a lot in wellington for sure a lot in auckland quite a bit in dunedin um which is you probably know the, the classic dunedin sound where that you know that came from in the eighties, the flying to... the flying stuff. No, no. Wait. Uh, okay, give me an example of some bands and songs. Oh, like, um, like the Chills, and um, the uh, the Clean, the Bats. I think they were maybe more popular in California. I think okay. on the on okay. the West Coast. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, they all came out of the student city in the eighties, just from house parties. Okay, um, so that was like its yeah. own music scene. Yeah, exactly in the eighties, cool. and now it's less of it now. Now it's more like said Auckland and Wellington. It's more of a kind of a punk, yeah, a bit of punk DIY and kind of shoegaze, you know, stuff going on, especially uh, in Wellington. Do you like the yeah. Ravenettes as much as I like the Ravenettes? You know the Ravenettes? The Raven no, I don't. Oh man! Well, first, before I get there, for okay. a second, all right. So for anybody who is uh you know not uh geographically who it might be geographically challenged as me or wants a scale comparison of what we were just talking about here now it's suddenly put into perfect proportion new zealand pretty much stretches from the tip of pennsylvania all the way down to where uh louisiana is so it is from the north to the south of the United States, so it's about 1,500-ish miles long. Right, you guys are on the metric system, too, so that's like, it's yeah. like I'm trying to, like, it's weird. It's hard to, like, sort of quantify it. So it's, yeah. it is indeed, as you say, it is indeed a very long country, if you think about it, mm -hmm. as at least as mm -hmm. I relate distance in the United States, which gives me a better understanding. But the Ravenettes are a fantastic band. Uh, they are Danish. Uh, it's just, um, it's just soon and Sharon Fu and they play double guitars or they pl play guitar bass oh, and they play, fun. yeah, they play whatever. And, you know, the name comes from Ravon and the Ronettes. So Raven. Yeah. I was wondering if there was a Ronettes. Um, yeah. It's a Ravenettes yeah. and their yeah. music, you know, their first couple of albums they did in they only recorded in B flat and then their second record was in B major. Wow. And, um, they are this beautiful, they lock their voices, angelic voices and their music is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's shoegaze meets uh, surf rock with just, just not even soaked. Like when you think about a tiramisu, it's soaked in <laughs> rum right isn't tiramisu yeah. soaked in rum this yeah. is soaked in reverb 
<laughs> it's soaked in reverb. It's it's just drenched in the most wonderful way. So I cannot recommend enough when you when you get off this thing, go check out the Ravenettes. I, I've been seeing them play. I mean, they they've been on hiatus for a while, but man, I first saw them in 2004, like life-changing. I saw them every chance I could until about 2013, 14. That was the last time. Yeah. And they kind of, yeah, they, but check them out. Check them out. I, yeah, and, I will um, put them on my Spotify. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit about the, I've listened to your music. Tell me from your perspective, what, you know, because we do the same thing. I'm a filmmaker, and you know, mm. when people, when I, when I want to tell somebody about my movie, you know, I have to think of a sentence that yeah. perfectly surmises what my movie is in a single sentence, because like it's like that thirty second sentence, da 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 da, -da, -da so that people can easily digest what it is that I am. Uh, what it is that you are, what is that in in a sentence like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it hard, obviously for obvious reasons and because it's so hard to get distance from what I'm yeah, trying to do. But um, well, for me, there are two things. I call it the genre. I'd call it a bluesy punk rock. I'd say there's a lot of kind of classic and punk rock infused with, um, blues kind of elements and riffs and someone actually a journalist called it um, ZZ Top fronted by Joan Jett which I thought was a great compliment wow, and I think encapsulates flattery. some yeah well yeah. It's, it's more about the feeling of it you know it encapsulates that kind of that ZZ Top like classic kind of sound especially the kind of first half of the album and then um, yeah the kind of energy and you know and spitting spit of tone jet hopefully yeah um do you when you do you record in like a studio or are you more like diy on the computer like doing my own studio sort of thing you mentioned how things mm -hmm. are kind of like what where, where how did you come about your latest release uh the, the latest album was all done in a studio in wellington a professional studio where a lot of we don't have that many studios so it's, it's one of the ones yeah. where a lot of our music gets made, um, recorded by uh, Toby Lloyd, who's a, an amazing producer here. Um, so yeah, whereas our first album was done in a garage with um, my mate Ollie, who, who just sourced all the gear and Ollie. he just, you know, everything up. Yeah. And he yeah. did an amazing job. It was so cool. I um, bet. But yeah, I loved it. But I also wanted to try the, yeah, the other side of things. Yeah. So now, now, what's interesting, and again, I wonder how New Zealand gets thrown, the regionality of uh, where you're from gets thrown into the mix. It's fascinating to me because, you know, I did, mm -hmm. like I said, I was, we had, uh, oh God, uh, Ni Nigel, uh, Nigel from the band Horror, you know the band Horror Story down there? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, not very well, but. Uh, so uh, Nigel, uh, who yeah. listens to the channel, he's he's from New Zealand and he has a band called Horror Story. And mm -hmm. so I've heard a little bit like my my only grasp of of New Zealand's music scene comes from what I've heard him tell me and whatnot. So it's very interesting to hear uh, from you sort of like it's a different perspective within yeah. this sort of uh, regional regional place. But 
how so what is it does it make sense for you to be down there does it make sense to be signed to a label or is it better to be more independent uh minded and yeah. where do you where do you guys currently operate yeah well we're we're independent um because we've we've got a um a distribution company based in london who our manager um kind of signed us to our manager works with them um so it's a much i i, I prefer it that way because it, it allows us a lot more freedom and it's um we're not signing you know any contract we're not signing our life away and all that but it is a bit harder because of, you know having to find more money and all that like so here we don't we don't have the same record label game that you do in the states it's definitely not you know some people can get can get deals you know obviously lord and people you know go on to get big deals but it's not yeah on a smaller local way apart from maybe flying none um most people don't have record labels so a lot of it is self-funded um and a lot of it is yeah done you know, at least the people, you know, who I've kind of grown up around and who are, you know, making music now and all that, a lot of it's done themselves, like they're incredible producers as well, um, or know people who are and people help each other out. Um, but it's, yeah, it's hard because we're not, we, because we're a small country, it is quite hard to make a living off of, off of it. And so it's quite hard to oh, yeah. then find money to, you know, I know it's the same, I'm sure it's the same in the States, but I recently I was, in London um and met this person who is um in a band you know they, they're doing really well but they're not like you know like crazy famous or anything but you, you know she could just live off it live off that play music every day and I was like man how do you how do you do that in this country like this unheard of for us but you know it's very even some of our top artists are still you know in a lot of debt and have actually come out saying like look I won all these awards, but I'm still 40K in debt because, you know, of how we don't really value artists and all that. Anyway, I'm straying from your original question. It's big, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think you're not straying at all. It's very, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much about it. And and on the whole, I feel like also because we're so far and tiny, we tend to kind of not, have much confidence not value ourselves as much as we possibly you know possibly could um in terms of the work we do and kind of fighting for um slightly better you know rights i guess or just kind of um yeah situations yeah no no, no. totally get it um you know, I mean, that's that's the weird thing. Like, and that's why I, I don't know. I've come to the realization again. I'm I can only speak from the film side of things, uh, but I just think in general, the, the, you know, at this point in time, with technology being the way that it is, um, and the, with the amount of content that is out there, in a way, it is kind of a uh, democratic slash. Uh, you know, to quote Larry the Wolf from the band Manimals, who was recently on the channel, it's kind of uh, uh, it's a met 
Me- he said meritocracy, meritocracy, meritocracy. Yeah. Mm. There was a meritocracy in that kind of way where it's like, you know, you know, if, if you got, if you're doing something interesting, if you got a good sound, if you're doing something interesting, people are going to gravitate towards interesting shit and mm-hmm. it will rise up. The cream will rise up above all the rest. And, you know, combined with that, you need one should somehow be in con- much control of their stuff as they can, because it's like with technology, with the ability, you know, your website, you know, and, you know, digital distribution is so easy these days with, with, with things like DistroKid and like, you know, just all these services that, you know, you, the, you can use the internet as your label. It's like, you don't need it. It's like the, the traditional system doesn't work in the same way. And I've heard the pushback from that also being, well, you need a label is sort of label is in fact a literal label. It's a, it's a verification process. It's, it, it bonifies you in a way where, where, when you're trying to go out to different places and different markets and different avenues, it makes, it vets you in a way that the internet cannot, but that's where, you know, and then the flip side of that is meritocracy speaking. Yeah. We got this many people listening. We have this many, you know, like we, we, you're showing, you're showing. So it's like an interesting sort of push and pull that we have these days. Cause back in the day, in the eighties and the nineties, you had to, pay serious money you had to go to a studio because every standards were different right like you couldn't just you couldn't just go you couldn't have ollie record you in the garage and put out your thing it's like it had to be a a a studio demo that you would then bring to a record label the record label go okay here's a contract make an album then you got to get the a&r guy you're racking up serious debt because it's a record label is like a bank that you're lending money against royalties. And it's like, you're hoping to push through because radio, the the standards for radio, which was the main means of distribution was different. And now all of that is sort of not the same anymore. It's all gone. It's all broken yeah, down. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, I think there is a like massive advantages for the internet, of course, obviously. But um, I also think that, there is there is money involved as well as not only a meritocracy like there's there are yeah. massive financial factors at play <laughs> who are like who do like control a lot of you know um you know yeah the advertising and what you see and all that so I think there's so much noise in that space that like, I know a few people uh, like around me who I think should be you know I genuinely think should be touring internationally should be incredible but because they're not particularly great at doing like they've got incredible content online but they're not necessarily they don't have the money to push it you know push it because you can literally buy views um uh, you know on youtube you can literally put money into it and see it go up so and they're not that good at like building relationships with people online they're great at what they do and the content but they're not great at you know that kind of all that PR building stuff and so they're not where I, I mean I think they should be if it was a meritocracy and of course that's just my point of view but also a lot of people have said that you know about these artists and I yeah it just 
yeah, I do find it sad as well as the flip side, you know, that there is so much out there and that sometimes I think some people do get lost in it um, and don't get the recognition they deserve. So it's, I don't know, it's, yeah, double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Um, What is your personal, so you... Uh, you are a, uh, a a a front person, um, mm-hmm. and you sing. Do you also play uh, guitar or any other instruments? And tell me about what's your writing process like. What do you personally mm-hmm. do? How do you approach an idea? Do you start with an idea? Do you start with a lyric? Do you start with a melody? What's your or is it different every time? How does it work for you? Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm the front person. I yeah songwriter singer and and I play the guitar I play in the album I play mostly rhythm apart from a couple of solos in it I've been aiming to do more lead stuff um and yeah so there's yeah songwriting process um it it depends it totally depends on the song like I um I wish there was a formula that worked for every song, but it's so annoying that I start trying to, you know, implement it one something that worked really well into the next song, and all of a sudden it doesn't want to, you know, fit that. And I'm like, oh, here's another one. I have to, you know, dig deep again and find another what this song wants, which is something completely different or, you know, different process. But like, like what I found is, you know, obviously keeping a notebook, keeping phone recordings is the basis, you know, the basis of it. It's like ideas will just come whenever and just constantly writing them down or constantly recording them into my phone. And then it's very much a piecing together of bits and just finding what um, wants to go together. Um, Cause sometimes they're very fragmented, you know, sometimes just singing a riff, into the phone sure. Sure. or sometimes it's a whole chord progression and stuff but sometimes it's just tiny bits and it's trying to really go through and listen to how everything wants to come together um but I'm yeah writing I'm starting writing on the next album and I'm hoping to just play around a bit more with that process and just be a bit more intentional because in the past it's just you know it's just happened kind of just as is you know I haven't really it's been hard work but I haven't really you know I never sat down and was like okay now I'm going to write an album it was always just like <laughs> go got a group of songs no, no. there's another group of songs yeah, yeah. ready to go uh, are, do, are you sorry go ahead no that's all so um the so are are you the type of person where you are where you keep a but you record a bunch of songs and then pick you know the ones that thematically work best for the work and really put that out i noticed you, you know you have your your album your new album is nine songs at 31 minutes which is a very good i think sure i think you know moving away mm-hmm. from longer lp style album whatever you want to call it is is a good thing in this day and age and having something shorter and more digestible makes it you know it's easier to consume mm-hmm. um is that intentional like do you have do you keep stuff banked or is it like this is uh, this is all i got loaned it into a cannon and <laughs> catapulted it out um <clears throat> no that was 
mostly intentional. I had um, I definitely didn't want it to be to be too long. I because that's how I listen to albums about half an hour in. It's like if yeah. it's you know it pretty much I tend to zone out unless you don't know, have to go back and re-listen to it. So I thought half an hour is quite good. Um, and no, I, I there are a few songs that I've got that we didn't record, but that wasn't because we were. I just I just knew they weren't going to fit on the album. So I sure. like very early on, I kind of realized what the album was about or what I wanted to make it about. And so then the song, because the songs were already tending towards that, most of them were fitting in that theme. And so then I think I just consciously kept directing my writing towards that till the, you know, till there were nine or 10 songs. Um, but then there are a whole bunch of other ones that I've written that I just knew were not, you know, were not for this. And we right. um, we didn't even record them because there was no there was no point. We didn't have enough time or money to record extra ones. So we just I knew going in, I knew it was going to be these nine songs, and just recorded those. No, that yeah. that that makes that totally makes sense. So all right, so where do you like? Give me how about this? Give me you 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 have you 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 hop on an airplane and you are on your way back to England for uh some meetings you got a big there's a big banner gig happening and for Ingrid and the uh, uh defectors ministers ministers sorry I, I don't know there's another band called Ingrid and the defectors that's why I've no had, way yes oh, there's this band yeah. in New York called England and it just slipped my mind Ingrid and That's the ministers, okay. my apologies um you're, you're flying on the airplane and I want to make this non-traumatic because it, it's a very real thing but it's just this is my scenario uh the, there's gentle turbulence in the plane how about that it's not it's not uh it's not violent turbulence it's not um it's not a traumatic thing the plane is gradually gliding into the water and you are about to be stuck on a desert island. You get in the raft. There's a raft. You get out of the raft. You get into the raft. You got plenty of water. You, got, you in fact, you don't just have water. You also have, uh, uh, Ingrid, what's your favorite thing to drink? Like, what is your favorite beverage? Oh, uh, probably coffee. Okay. Honest. Yeah. Cheers. I got coffee. Yeah. <laughs> do they say, okay, do, is, what is the, what is the, the, vernacular down there is it cheers or is it like is there something more new zealandish that i'm not again forgive my ignorance what what is the <laughs> what is the what is the vernacular down there for cheers? yeah it's totally cheers, cheers. it's oh, totally it cheers. cheers we say cheers all the time and cheers. i just didn't realize till now that how american it is yeah that's what, what you cheer well we, well we, yeah, hold on cheers for you guys is like thank you or like yeah but for us, cheers is literally only if you raise your drink mm. to cheer. Cheers. Mm. Like in Germany, it's probst. And I think Russia yeah. is spicebo. No, not spicebo. Is it spicebo? I don't oh, know. Oh, no. It's, uh, oh, I know. Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Yeah, Nostrovia. Yeah, Nostrovia. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and uh, uh, yeah. So cheers. In any case. Okay. So you got some coffee. Yeah. And what is, all right, what about like snack foods? What's your favorite snack foods? Oh, killing me. Oh, chocolate. Definitely. Oh. Coffee and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I bet you got some good Cadbury style chocolate out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. That's awesome. Um, All right. So you got some Cadbury, you got some coffee, some snacks, you got plenty of provisions. So this is like, this is a survival scenario, but it's also like the cushiest survival scenario. It's like, Mm. it's not that bad. (laughs) You are the only one left and you are on your, in your rubber raft, you get to an Island, but listen, there's plenty of fresh water that you have like one of those cool emergency tents that comes with an emergency record player. It's in like <laughs> one of those weird plastic. It's like, it's like a very utilitarian compacted sort of record player oh, that, okay. you know, emergency because you need emergency music in an emergency mm, situation mm, mm. with your emergency coffee. You got a lighter, like you don't even have to worry. You don't have to do castaway. It's not, you don't have to be Tom Hanks, you know, yeah. trying to figure out how to make fire and whatnot. That's a good drama. That's a good drama. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be, uh, you You are, you are just, so it's a very chill sort of desert island that you were stranded on. Mm-hmm. You got all your favorite things. Now, you also happened on this trip when you were going to England because you were going to meet some friends who maybe you, you can get them through the internet and you've been talking back and forth and you wanted to show them your favorite records, but now you've been slightly delayed you've got your homing beacon device it's not like yeah have you seen yellow jackets on it's a great series you heard about it what the french ones no no not the french one i don't know what's the french ones what's the french yellow the the, oh well it's not a series they're just protesters at the moment just um tearing up paris (laughs) oh shit no i'm not they're called the yellow jackets they call the yellow vests probably oh the yellow vest okay okay detour Let's detour from yeah. our scenario for yeah. one minute because I'm curious to know why, what is happening in France that they are protesting with yellow Oh, uh, well, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but they were doing it every Saturday for quite a while. Um, oh. And, well, you know, France, is, they're always protesting. I think they were protesting against the president and inequality. That's been happening for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think sure. it's... Yeah. That. <laughs> um okay so to get back to my scenario so you you have like you know the the yellow you have a nice yellow life jacket oh. oh oh no no that's not what it is i was saying yellow jackets is a series a survive it's like a lord of the flies meets okay. um now and then with christina ricci and um oh, juliette lewis yeah great show yeah. um and it's like it takes place in the 90s and now and it's like you know, it's Lord of the Flies with a little bit of cannibalism, a little bit of survival, like all this crazy stuff. But it's not, this is not a yellow jacket situation. This is mm-hmm. the, the, you have the transponder and you're waiting to be rescued. So now you got to kill some time. You brought your mm-hmm. records for your friends. So you still have them. What are your top five desert island records mm-hmm. that you're playing on your desert island while you're drinking your coffee, while you're eating some Cadbury chocolate? front of the fire yeah. mind you there's some palm trees there's fresh water streams there's like there's like little crabs that are on the beach with like little pinchers everything's cool everything's chill and you just got to listen to the music until they arrive you got your five desert idol uh, albums and here's the thing <laughs> that's the one part of the problem is that mm. your five album that's all you have is five albums mm. and they could it might take 48 to 72 to maybe even a week to rescue you well so yeah what it's are a you, tricky thing, you, you might over and over yeah because the you know because you might 
some of my favorite albums of all time and might be a bit sick of listening to already where oh, I've listened no. to it so many times. So then wait, 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 wait. So they're not, that's, those are your favorite records of all time. Those are not yeah, your yeah, yeah, distinction, exactly. distinction. Yeah. If it's a desert record, if it's a desert record, it's a record that you can listen to over and over again, which yeah. may not be your favorite record that you are sick of listening to, but you love it because it's your favorite record. So, so to clarify yeah. here, to clarify further, mm -hmm. your desert records are records that you can listen to when the, when the record ends, you can put it back on and start it over again. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. I have stalled enough to let you think about that. And go <laughs> yeah, right ahead. Totally. Go ahead. Like, Tell, take it away. Me, take it away. Time. Yep. Yep. Um, I think, oh, well, the, yeah. All I could think of was my favorite, my favorite ones, but I think I definitely put, um, I definitely put one of my favorites in there. It's a uh, classic uh, horses. Patty Smith, okay, record, which is just you know that yeah. you yeah. Um, I never get, I never actually get bored of that, I and mean, it just puts me in the right, the frame of mind for dealing with crap, you know. So I feel like okay. I have to deal with a lot of crap, and that would give sure. me, give me good, good energy. Um, I I've actually been getting into Larkin Poe a lot recently. Oh, Do you know I know Lark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I know them crazy i know the, the steel with the steel lap guitar yeah um, yeah, yeah. i know them because of facebook oh yeah they, they just popped up because they were doing because you know why because they were doing videos on facebook of just yeah. play, covering songs i was like oh yeah, yeah i like them they're cool and yeah. i just started following them because of that i just like seeing their videos pop up where they were doing stuff and now yeah. they are yeah they're getting like big they're like kind of exploding yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they're okay. great. They came to New Zealand recently and I went to their oh. gig and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so their most recent album, Blood Harmony, I've just been listening to and I'm definitely not sick of yet. So I feel like I could that would last a few days, you know. Okay. Okay. For sure. Um then I think I'd uh Chula Homer by the is that how you pronounce it? The but the Black Keys one. The um covers of uh junior kimbra the old blues Black guy keys is that that's the garage punk band right yeah yeah blues yeah i'm friends blues. with one of those guys on facebook uh oh uh, cool space uh cole right he's no, one of the guys oh maybe i'm thinking of the black lips there's the black keys no, and the black black, lips. yeah this is black keys Black Keys, okay, I'm looking them up. Yeah, no, this is a different band. Yeah. But yes, I know who they are, but different, yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan and Patrick. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so they're great. Um, They can, you can listen to them, but they can also be back, uh, background stuff. So I feel like that would keep yeah. me in a good kind of working, you know, mm -hmm. mode for, mm -hmm. you know, the, sure. the work I got to do to stay alive. <laughs> um, eat coffee and drink, drink coffee and eat chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you know, really hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's three. Oh, You're at three. I need two more. Three. Yeah. Then I think I'd probably do something for the evening. I'd do a Laura Marling one. I'd do um, Once I Was an Eagle. Do you know okay. Laura Marling? No, not uh, English kind of, yeah, I guess folky, but incredible um singer songwriter she's one of the first people the reasons i wanted to play guitar was when I oh wow her. okay all right 
so um before I got into rock you know that's when I was kind of strumming mm -hmm. the acoustic um and then actually yeah I've got this uh friend gave me um Jimi Hendrix uh, blues like blues covers he does it's just oh. um it's called Jimi Hendrix sings blues or something and it's got all these different you know recordings various like some of them are quite bad and like something like sure. great and it's uh, um yeah quite a cool mix and I'd probably I've been wanting to listen to that a lot more and really dig into that so that would be my like what's he doing like what's that lick he's playing there what's a how do I how do I do that kind of one call that that's like uh what henry rollins um you know affectionately is like uh, uh just a a, a a voracious consumer of music you know henry rollins mm, and black black yeah, stuff. Yeah. um he said sometimes he he says that some of the music that he listens to and obviously i don't know if he would include in him in his pov it may not be something like jimmy Hendrix, but mm -hmm. th just the idea of there are certain things that you consume that are like your veggies you know, there's junk food and then there's veggies and like you, you know to like that it's good for you know either culture or just like to to increase your vocabulary like things that you're, you're consuming art that is being consumed mm -hmm. that's not like oh this is like a comfort food like a comfort blanket that mm -hmm. i'm wrapping myself in or whatever that sort of thing i i feel the same way about films too like sometimes i'll go mm -hmm. to a film whatever it is, maybe it's something really like artsy fartsy or pretentious, particularly though. I'm like, this is not something, this is not like a populist entertainment. This isn't like the mm -hmm. tentpole Marvel movie. This is like uh, something, you know, a uh, great example. I, I took a friend to go see Greg Araki's uh, The Doom Generation, which has got just got mm -hmm. re-released, um, which was so cool to see on the big screen. It was the 4K remaster, director's cut. And for him, he did not like it. it. He felt it did not have a plot, uh, and it didn't really have a plot. It's more thematic. They're like the the. It's more about the themes than it is about the actual plot driving the story and the message that is being delivered. And you know, all art in some way, shape, or form is delivering some kind of message, whether it is you know political or social mm -hmm. or angsty or whatever you whatever what what may have you. Even, you know, it's funny, you were talking about songwriting earlier and and like how there's no it's hard and that in the sense that like you I'm sorry, I don't wanna I don't wanna misquote you. You were saying that it's you wish it was more formulaic. What what would yeah. sometimes that you wish it was more formulaic? Um 
and made me when you said that it made me think of John Lennon who you know from time to time would talk about the creative process in his writing or in you know biographers talk about his creative process because here's a guy who was writing under the most extreme pressure you could imagine not only were they to deliver two lps every year but they also had to write a single an a side and a b side quarterly every year and to pull from that well creatively in such a in such a vacuum of of pressurized like you need to deliver this creatively he got to a place where he found a way to formulaically write but you know at the same time like it was it turned into a faucet for him because he had done it for so long and i thought that was i thought that was absolutely fascinating in the sense Mm. that like like that you can sort of pull in that kind of way from yourself whether you're saying something that you know and he's always said that those early songs were just like about nothing but that's not true i think they were about like love i guess Mm. you know on some mm-hmm. level um but yeah that's i don't know yeah, where i was going I guess, with that. yeah I well i guess the better you get you know the better you get at the craft then the more you know the more ability you have to know i, I think yeah maybe what he was meaning is um you just know how you, you know how the parts of the song fit together you know um, yeah, but it becomes formulaic they... too like it gets a little formulaic yeah. it's not like yeah, yeah. it gets, becomes cookie cutter it's not uh, yeah. you know, uh, there th- maybe it's it's slightly not dishonest would be the word, but like it's slightly it's not as genuine because it's not mm. it's like I have to produce this thing. It's not like mm. I don't feel this in my heart, and that's not that the weird thing about art and commerce. That's where it intersects. Mm. Like I have to I have to produce this thing right now, and it has to come for me right mm. now because that's what's that's what the demand is of me. And then at the same time, I don't feel it in my heart, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I think a lot about that. Um, especially as it is so hard to make a living in New Zealand off mm. of it, you know, unless you're kind of doing multiple things and then you're kind of exhausting yourself, diversifying, um, doing you know in these different disciplines, you know, trying to freelance everything at the same time, um, and you know, because like, I really want to be able to live off it, but at the same time, what it takes, you know, yeah, to you know. To do that is quite, I uh, yeah, is interesting and um, yeah, I I don't have any answers. I just think sure. I personally think essentially like art is not really a function of doesn't function very well in a capitalist society that you know is just trying to you know <laughs> quantify it. I just don't think it works like that. I think some people have, you know, it has worked for some people, but I think for the most artists and, you know, the art community who are practicing, it's just, it's very difficult. You know, what's kind of yeah. you know, it's interesting too. And again, maybe this is like, an, uh, this could be, again, I'm, I'm speaking from a place of being in America and our system. So it mm-hmm. might vary and different from your system, obviously. And yeah. again, oh, we're quite there, similar, there. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. to an extent, I mean, it's weird because even though you're all the way east, you're technically also, I mean, it is still like Western, it, it would fall under Western mm. culture, right? Like New yeah. Zealand falls under Western culture. So on that level, it's similar. But this idea of like, you know, 
the baby boomer generation is kind of like just you know work your whole life until you're 65 and then retire and then just you know do nothing until you die and it's like it's like i feel like on some level like what if there are you know there's some people that they just don't want to do that they don't want to be in that mm -hmm. system they would rather you know uh they would rather be creative with their time yeah yeah you know and and that still is work depending on how you look at it like uh, no, totally, I, you know, totally totally i mean obviously totally. i know you don't mean it's not but like i was when you were saying that i was just thinking like, i want to work really really hard but i only want to do it for myself and in this you know yes no yes you're so way. right yes and, and that's how i feel that is how i feel yeah yes. yeah so um yeah absolutely I, I think our you know generation definitely is not you know as I, everyone around me, I know, it's just like, no, not doing this. And do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fantastic. But I don't know how it's, you know, once we kind of, you know, hit middle age and we're like, oh, sh don't still don't have a house and don't, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's not, listen. Yeah. But you want to know something that's also, I, I, I generally don't get too political on my channel, but like, mm. I also don't think that's necessarily, you know, I don't think that's our fault per se, because no. I think that the system, the system was uh, sort of galvanized after World War II, like this sort of like, uh, you can't call it, it's not, I wouldn't say that it was a perfect system, but it was a system where many people could sort of benefit from generational wealth and whatever, all this stuff. And it got so thrown out of whack. And then that system was then imparted on generations after it, where that system yeah. no longer existed or wasn't real anymore or wasn't sustainable anymore sending you know kids to college instead of trade school where they would actually stand a chance at you know being being artistic and then maybe like having a trade where you're like a plumber or like an electrician in a union making a hundred thousand dollars per year you know as opposed to going to a four-year school you know chasing an English degree that won't even get you in the door at whatever fucking you know what i'm saying it's like that's what i did <laughs> you know it's just it turns but it yeah. like it's like it's so fucked yeah. dude it's just it's fucked and yeah. it's like and so it's like it's like you know you're in like a bubble of like what this system is and it's like you can either like kind of wake up from it and be like wow this is fucking stupid like mm -hmm. i'm just gonna live my life how i want to live my life and do the best i can and not worry about like these sort of generational and I'm talking in such grossly generalized. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you're in New Zealand and I'm in America, we have to say globalist or globally Western global. I don't know if mm -hmm. I'm making this word up a globalized Western mentality of like work really hard at your day job until you're 65 mm -hmm. where you can retire and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And and then go and keel over, you know, after you know, retire. It's like it's just stupid, yeah. man. It's freaking stupid. That's yeah. why it's like you just do what you want to do and like chase, you know, chase your dreams, chase art, chase, you know, and yes, you know, being creative is a job. And we've also, I feel like cult like like culturally on a variety of different levels, art and creativity has been um relegated to not work it's mm. like recreational and it's not right yeah. because it is work 
You're absolutely right. Yeah. It is work. Yeah. So. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's both. Eh? It should be available for anyone who wants, you know, to do yeah, it do just for fun. And then, but it should also be regarded as a, yeah, as a full profession for those who think, yeah, who feel drawn to it. But yeah, I, th- I think New Zealand's, we're, I think we're similar. Like our economy is kind of a neoliberal um, economy. And so we're kind of like the states of, couple hundred years ago as that's kind of what it maybe not 200 years but it's where it's a very young kind of neoliberal country and there are changes that are trying to be you know made sure. and all that but overall that's how we kind of function and the housing market is the you know property market is the the way you get rich here and you know and small businesses and oh really tell me about all. that why why how is uh why is that because land is so because land is so, uh, I guess, you know, scarce out there, you know, in the sense of like, <laughs> I don't know, like it's, you know, what, what why, why is, why particularly why that? Explain to me. Yeah. Um, honest, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. I just know that, well, it hasn't been taxed for a long time. Like your oh, assets. Really? At, at the moment, there's a huge debate, like literally today, the Green Party, um, the Environmental Party came out saying we want to tax the rich more we want to have a wealth tax because in New Zealand you can own as many houses and buildings as you want and I believe not get taxed on that yeah um um, so that's been a massive you know that's been a yeah the reason why people go into property management and like the landlords um fucking landlords uh, (laughs) rich yeah um and everyone aspires to this but like no to the being on the property ladder but the reality is no one can yeah at least in my generation it's very rare that we can now afford it and get on there because the, the prices have gone through you know through the it's fucked it's totally fucked um yeah so yeah you go um, now. <laughs> tell me the name uh Ingrid and the ministers. What is the minister? Who? What, what is the ministers about? Mm. Why the ministers, particularly? Just yeah. yeah. Well, well, it was the better of two names that I okay. had. I had another really, really bad name for the band, which I guess I have to say now because otherwise, it's, yes, you have to tell me what it is. Um, it was so bad. It was cashmere for cows. Don't know why. Wait, say that again. Don't know what, no, <laughs> cashmere for cows. Cashmere for cows. I it actually makes really like that. Really? No, no, no. Yes, uh, and okay. God. I think that I think that whatever your next record is needs to be called that. Called cashmere for cows. That rolls off the tongue. That's really interesting. So <laughs> I think that Ingrid, was the only reason. I- <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you know, are, are you are you into the Pixies at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixies are one of my favorite bands of all time, and. Mm. You know, when Frank Black, obviously Frank Black has meaning behind his lyrics, Black Francis, I should say. But when you asked him in interviews in like the late 80s, early 90s, what are your songs about? He'd be like, they're about nothing. I just like the way the words sound (laughs) when I sing them. And obviously that was a really sort of snarky, you know, pretentious sort of thing to say. But there Mm -hmm. is some truth to that. Sometimes you just say... I mean, is that not how you get a like a in a song like a la 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 or like a yeah, ooh yeah. you you like just like whatever like or in doo-wop, you know, you have like these weird vocal alliterations that just don't mean anything, but they're just 
they sound pretty or they make sense for the song or we just it's, it's a form of it's almost in a weird kind of way it's like a form of the most primal expression like mm -hmm. i'm not actually saying anything but i am saying something all at the same time for the misfits one of my favorite bands of all time the mm -hmm. misfits you know, in every one of their songs, much like the doo-wop songs that that they grew up on, that Glenn Danzig grew up on, they say whoa a lot. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know what's amazing about it? It doesn't mean anything. But at the same time, if you're in the audience and you've never been to a Misfit show, you may not be able to sing the lyrics, but you can sing whoa. And you can put your <laughs> arm around someone else and go, whoa. Like you could just start, you could just start whoaing. Yeah. It's like yeah. this weird sort of... <laughs> Like anybody can participate sort of thing. So I think that there is something to, it doesn't have to necessarily mean something. It just has to, it could roll off the tongue. It could sound, uh, you know, in a certain way, but you still have to explain to me what, so ministers, yeah. what are the ministers? Why the ministers particularly? Um, well, why the ministers? Um, I, think I was actually watching a lot of Monty Python at the, ah. at the time, I was <laughs> really into the ministry of silly walks. Well, it's, it's between my dad and me, like, that's always been a kind of source of fun. Like we've always Im imitated the the silly walks. I have a great story so, for you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I um I enjoyed that. I I like the double meaning of it. The um like political um you know uh, kind of resonance and the and the religious as well, because there's something about the, I mean, I'm not religious, but I'm quite fascinated by it. And I think mm. um, a lot of um, the music I like, you know, blues and uh, soul and all that, obviously there's a tie, you know, whether it's anti-religion or, yeah, but like a lot of American music obviously has, yeah, a tie um, to that. And so I think I could sense that that's the direction I wanted to take the music in. Um was uh yeah something like that and I, I refer to a lot of there's a lot of god you know religious imagery in a way in some of especially the first album I think or even the second a bit of reference to it so um so that's why and then quite like simply I wanted the it to be Ingrid and this because right. I wanted to, yeah I wanted to hark back to you know it is a bit retro for one of a better word but it does like kind of um no 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 totally yeah. because i just wanted to yeah. interject real quick freaking mm -hmm. when i you know ingrid and the ministers sounds like the name of the band in some 80s movie yeah where, like we're going to the gig we're gonna go see ingrid and the ministers totally works. Yeah. totally works exactly. you know yeah exactly in a good way yeah. in a good way in a yeah good way. yeah yeah so yeah because that's the music i i love you know i quite a fan of <laughs> those er eras so um yeah there was that and then yeah wanted it to be uh, my name I guess in there because I, I I guess quite simply I wanted to be it to be the song my songwriting songs I write my band and I can do it with whoever you know at the time is present whoever feel it feels right to play with there's been a bit of changeover in the band and that's kind of been part of it it's not um it hasn't been a these are the people that are always going to you know be the band and if someone leaves then we're gonna you're still apart. ingrid it's and the ministers yeah, because yeah. you are ingrid <laughs> yeah there you go yeah and no that that works 
and that works yeah it's worked great so, yeah um okay two things one so now when i think of ingrid and the ministers i'm going to put a little dot 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 and then i'm going to add uh of silly walks yeah <laughs> just in my head just in my head and then funny story about that some guy comes up to john cleese from mm. the sketch from the monty python mm. sketch ministry of the silly walks in the street, I'm a big fan. I love Monty Python. I love the Ministry of Silly Walks. Like, it's so nice to meet you or something. And John Cleese, deadpan, is like, is like, get out of my face. Like, leave me alone. Like, I something. I forgot what it was. He was super rude. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, super rude to the guy. Or he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, just, you know, bug, bug her off. You know, that sort of thing. And then as he's walking away... He just tilts <laughs> back and starts doing in the street. He starts doing the silly walk for the guy. I was like, John, like that is the type of, that is the type of like, well, what a story. What a story, yeah. right? Like I'm going to act like an asshole and then totally just like do the, the silly walk and walk off. I thought it was great. Um, oh no, that's cool. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so what is, do you have, what is the plan? Like, what is the plan? What do you, where do you see yourself? Like, what, what is the, I don't know, like, for instance, a great example, like, you know, I, for me personally, in my artistic endeavors, I try to, I personally, I try to set goals of like what I'm mm -hmm. trying to seek and do, whether it's, Hey, I want to get to. 2000 YouTube subscribers, or I want to do have this many videos. I want to have this many mm. clip videos and make like right now I'm just clipping YouTube videos. Like these videos that I do, I like clip them up. And then when I don't feel like doing a show, I just have them banked or in the sense mm. of like, Hey, I'm trying to complete my next feature like film. And I got to get to the end of that. What is, do you have any immediate goals right now that you are trying to like break through and like push out and like do like, what is, what's, what's on your docket right now for that? Um, right now I'm focused on writing the next album. Um, so I've got a few months uh, where I'm really going to lean into that. And I kind of, it's going to be a really interesting one, like uh, artistically. I think I'm going to challenge myself quite a bit on guitar and um, with, yeah, just kind of the, the style and what I want to play and all that. I've got all these hunches and just kind of, yeah, getting them, getting them in shape. Um, so that's my biggest concern because after that, like my kind of big dreams, are I'd love to go to the States to do. Um, yeah. Like, I, I mean, A, I just want to do like a blues, you know, recce tour, like just a tourist. I just want to be a tourist. I've never been. I've only been to LA a couple of times, um, but I also want to, um, I do, yeah, I'd love to be able to gig there eventually. I know it's quite hard to get in um, yeah. and to do all that for non-residents. So I don't know how that would um, work, but um, that's, that is kind of a yeah big dream is to do that and to start, um, yeah, start um, playing in more, um, yeah, I guess more blues oriented, you know, kind of, festivals and things probably start in New Zealand but um eventually it'd be nice to do that in Europe as well and um and maybe the states uh so yeah those but those are still yeah they're 
not fully I don't haven't got my finger exactly on what the steps are for those but they're yeah but those are very good (laughs) I think those are incredibly pragmatic visualizations of Mm. what you want to do and where you want to be I think that's wonderful Mm. it's awesome and man you know oh question question okay and this too so all right so you want to go to the where in the states do you want to Mm. check out like where because the states are so big and so like what are there specific places that that you're like oh my god I gotta go there I gotta go there like I definitely want to go to Mississippi um to the delta yeah right (laughs) and I love it yeah I just you know I feel like you've got to like listen to so much blues I just feel like I need to go to where it started I don't know what's there you know if you can still like what goes on there now but um I'd love that and especially kind of north I think there's north hill um kind of hill country I love a lot of the north Mississippi um hill country blues um then definitely New Orleans I'd have to go check that out um and Texas um Big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan, so I've got to go to Texas. Okay, um, okay. And probably end, then end up in Chicago. Um, of course. Got to go to Chicago. I used to live in Chicago. I lived really? there for three years. Oh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I lived right next to Buddy Guys. You know, really? Buddy Guys. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the club. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it plays. I I never. I I'm not a I'm not a blues person. I mean, I have mm. respect for the blues. I'm not. As mm. I'm not versed in the blues like you are, but um, yeah, the live music every night, buddy guys. There's always, there's always Pat walking by when I was walking to and from my my apartment, and they always had. I mean, buddy guy wasn't always there, but that was buddy guy's joint, and he was, mm. you know, there was always stuff going on. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's you know, those are not the answers that I typically would expect at all from you know someone from new zealand so i think that's cool and here's another you know here's another interesting observation as you're saying that i'm thinking like i'm thinking i don't know i'm thinking vicariously when i Mm. hear you talk that's what i'm thinking you know what's interesting like you would be i feel like you would be such a splash in a place like mississippi because here's the thing and this is what i've learned from touring with musicians you know um and learning some about like, you know, uh, I know a lot of indie musicians in the States and how they sort of operate and route and tour and things. And what's interesting is the markets where you're going to have, if you're an indie band, where you're going to have a bigger turnout are not the major cities. It's more Mm -hmm. of the rural or places that are not major markets where you're not a, there's less, it's cheaper. There's less overhead and B um, there's not as much going on. There's less to compete mm. with. And so what you end up what you end up doing is you sort of you create a, a sort of a, a, a place, a scene, a thing where you can where people are coming to see you or, or curious or more curious. It's easier to push through as you were talking about the noise, right? The noise. Mm-hmm. How interesting would it be if you did somehow, end up down there and it's like kind of like a new zealander fish out of water you know, mm. it's, it's like new come zealand and see this new zealand yeah there's trap. like this new yeah. yeah like this new zealand <laughs> blues act that's like that's like that's like you know doing a residency somewhere like you know this mississippi club like you know that <laughs> is interesting and here's the thing like that's how you get like really sort of um 
I feel like that's how you create buzz. Like that's how you mm -hmm. create like sort of a, a vibe about yourself. It's like, you know, even if you're not into Matis Yahoo, Matis mm. Yahoo, who actually grew up right down over here, um, he is a, a, a fish head. Are you familiar with Matis Yahoo at all? No, no, I'm not. Okay, Matis Yahoo, you should, it's worth checking out, uh, especially yeah. if you like reggae music. Mm -hmm. I love reggae. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. so he is a, he was a fish head turned Hasidic Jew. Wow. Who, who then started performing reggae. Wow. So he's dressed in the whole, you know, as we, as I, fellow Jew, reformed Jew, we call mm -hmm. them uh, either Hasidic or I call them black hats. I think that might be pejorative. You might not want to say that. I can say that. You might not want to say that, but mm -hmm. uh, with a full beard and everything, but he's doing reggae. And it's like, whoa, it's like a weird sort of thing. It's like a juxtaposition of two things that you don't see every day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like on some level, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm reeling, just thinking about like, you know, your, your, your situation. It's like New Zealand, New Zealand, you know, like blues based band, you know, cutting teeth in the Mississippi Delta mm. is like, that's like the what? Beatles in Hamburg, you know, the Beatles yeah. went to Hamburg. They're in a, they're in a German, they're in the, the Reeperbahn district and they're just cutting teeth playing three sets a night. You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of thing. And just, mm. just, just getting those hours in. And it's like, mm. man, you know, and the thing too is it's like, it's like, if you try to do that in New York, it'd be a thousand times harder. Mm. Yeah. Right. On some level. Yeah. So I don't know that, that just, that was very interesting that you said that. Cool. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm going to think about yeah. that. Cause yeah. I mean, that sounds sure. amazing. I mean, think about it. Like, 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 literally, think about that for a second. Like, you're talking about like all the different things that that you, the, or, the, your, you know, long term goals or goals that you have for yourself. But like, what about like, you know, if you did? I again, I don't know what the visa process is, but it's like, you know, you get your record together, you get a visa, and you do, you know, one of those things. Like a great example, Nick, when Nick Cave moved from Australia to mm. England and they were doing, I think they were doing the boys next door in England and not Australia. I can't remember, but yet, yeah. Maybe. You yeah. Know, well, you get a lot, there's a lot of, you get a lot of Australians going. Yeah. To, yeah. Right. Like that's like a thing. Yeah. yeah totally. And part of that I think has to do with commerce and stuff. Mm, mm, yeah. So when you, you know, break out of that New Zealand, the, the New Zealand yeah. shelf, and you come over to America, that's where you should be like setting up, set up your like tent, man. And like, just like <laughs> get yourself out there. I think that would be like really rad. I don't know. I'm getting really stoked. I'm getting stoked on the idea. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. You know, I don't um, know. Do you think, so. I don't know, do you think Americans like, do you think they're quite open to, because obviously it's American music and it's, you know, black american music and I, I want to be respectful of where it comes from and yeah do you think there's an openness to people um from the outside coming in and doing something like that or is it so i think i i personally listen i would be a fucking liar if i pretended like i actually knew mm. i can only mm. surmise 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah. take what Thank I say you. with a gra- take what I say with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. here's what here's my thought. I'm going to say several things right now on that. What mm-hmm. you just said is what you said is sort of interesting. Here's the thing in relation to music, and this is my own personal opinion, and I'm very mm-hmm. opinionated about it. But personally, and it's just my own personal opinion. But this is how I mm-hmm. feel in regards to mm-hmm. it. Um. What you just described, and I don't want to sound like I'm putting words in your mouth because I'm, I, I, mm. I'm I'm just saying what it sounds like. Not you did not say this. I'm saying what it sounds like. Mm. What you said, what you said, reminds me of this sort of notion of, of you know, trying to be um, respectful of what could be considered some form of cultural appropriation or music appropriation. Mm. And here's the thing about music. I'm don't believe that a I rail against this concept personally mm. I rail against this concept because all the thing about art and music in particular it is not something that a culture particularly gets to keep they may create it but once it is out into the world it is open mm. to others to then take it and run with it and do their own thing with it, especially if it's being done with great love and respect and honor, and it's not being done in an exploitative way, which totally can happen. Um, And I'm reminded there's so many friggin' different times where if, if that hadn't been the case, then we would not have gotten any of the music that has come to exist. If people respected or not respected, if people obeyed such, you know, arbitrary rules that just don't really make sense. Great example. The, you have rock and roll music that develops in America in the fifties. What happens to that music after world war II you have all the soldiers, all the English soldiers are bringing back records, rhythm and blues. They're bringing back all these records to England, to places like Liverpool, whatever, ports, this, that, and the other. These kids who grew up as teenagers in the late 50s in England, they are listening to that music and then mm-hmm. making their own music based on that music. And then what do they do? They bring it back to America. They yeah. take it back. And so what you're doing is every time somebody listens to your music, a people, I think personally, I think people are like, they're like transistors. The music goes in one ear and then what you express may be influenced by whatever it is that you're hearing, but comes out completely differently. Perfect example of this, the Ramones. The Ramones mm. listen to the Ronettes. They listen to the Beach Boys. And they listen to the Stooges yeah. and what comes out of that. <laughs> the Ramones. That doesn't sound anything like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like the Beach Boys, but it also doesn't sound like the Beach Boys at all. Another sure. example, the Stooges, particularly Iggy Pop. He's playing, he's playing in a blues band in Chicago, yeah. surrounded by, you know, all these old, you know, these seasoned black blues guys, like all these people. He decides. This is what this is how punk rock is essentially formed, or the the mm-hmm. idea of like proto, like the proto punk, whatever. Historically, mm-hmm. when you retroactively look back, he says, "I wanted to bring blues to white re- teenagers." Yeah. You heard him say that, right? I, I heard him say that. Yeah, yeah. So when you listen, have you ever listened to Funhouse out of curiosity? 
no, not that one. No. I, okay, put that on your list. Please yeah. write yeah. that down. Yeah. You have to listen to Funhouse, because, especially because you like the blues. And this is, if you listen to this record as here's a bunch of like fucked up, like 20 somethings from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who are who been exposed. Yeah, trying to play the blues. <laughs> That's what it is. That's literally what it is. They are exposed to the blues because what is ultimately the blues about on some level? I mean, well, historically, and it's very, you know, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of mm -hmm. sensitivity. I, I don't even want to necessarily try and verbalize it off the top of my head mm -hmm. because I might say something that's wrong. But the blues essentially is angst, right? Yeah, On yeah, some yeah. deep intrinsic level, it's angst. So it's like mm -hmm. he wants to take black angst and sort of translate it and put it out. And that somehow turns into you know, some of the first modern punk rock in mm. a weird kind of way, although you can really just say that all rock and roll is punk rock if you want to go get really technical. But the point mm. being is that music gets ingested by people from all over and then interpret it. It's like, yes, we like can copyright songs and yes, we can own music. But at the same time, once you put music out there, you're putting it out there for people to be inspired by it and mm. turn it into something else. A great example, look at reggae music and music that was coming out of Jamaica and this idea, and I'm going to butcher this with my I'm friggin', you know, my white ass is going to butcher this right now. It's the, the rhythm, the rhythm, which is you have all these beats and, and, and rhythm rhythms that basically get borrowed over and over again. They're not copyrighted. And when you look at like dance hall and you look at all these different mm -hmm. reggae musics, some of them are using, like a great example, Madness, One Step Beyond. Another great example, Jamaican records going to England in the late mm -hmm. 70s. And then all of a sudden you have bands like Madness doing the, the, the second wave of ska. That's all white. I mean, it's not all white dudes, but like, you know, the specials were, were, were black. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's getting re it's getting ingested and turned around. And so the idea to bring this all around, to bring this back to the beginning of what we were talking about. The idea of you going, being so influenced by like the blues in your way and making your music and then going to the birthplace of the blues or one of the birthplaces of mm. the blues and sort of doing blues music, like, you know, fish out of water style mm. yeah. is fascinating. It's interesting. It pushes you up above the noise. It's what is this? What is this New Zealander doing in the friggin' Mississippi Delta playing blues? It's not something you hear every day, but mm. it's your, that's you. That's your yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. what I think. So I, to, to answer your question in a super mm -hmm. long-winded, over-talking sort of way, the answer is no. I think it would be embraced. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible like every your your concerns, I don't think they're possible because you you love this music, you respect this music, you honor this music, and you are expressing this music through your own prism, which is your own mm -hmm. truth. And there's nothing that's infallible. Nothing can break mm -hmm. that. That's my that's my two cents. So thanks, Matt. That's really <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Friggin' uh, my alarm actually just went off. It is like fucking early as fuck here. I just want to let you know, I woke up 
at really? 4.30 a.m. to do this. Today. I thought you were in the UK. That's why no, I thought, no. that's why nope. I said this time. Because nope. I was like, oh, that'll be, you'll sleep in. No. That'll be nice. No, no, no. It's not, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, no, don't apologize. I, you know, again, um, I, jazz is awesome. I know you know jazz is she's awesome and uh i i really wanted i you know i was listening to your music and i really wanted to you know uh meet you and speak with you and and you know put you on my channel and you know i have a more punk rock channel but like i think you know people love like interesting unique perspectives and um you know i just wanted to you know see what it was all about so you know it's cool really enjoyed this uh this this transcontinental experience of speaking <laughs> to someone who is in the future 24 hours yeah. ahead right 24 hours something like that yeah so yeah close Rad. yeah that's yeah. cool that's cool yeah. um so i am i am going to i'm going to put a pin in that but tell listen we'll have <laughs> we'll have listen we'll have all your links and stuff down in the description i mean cool. everybody should check out uh ingrid and the minister subscribe on youtube and Insta, and this will be on Spotify as well. We'll, we'll make it very yeah. searchable, that cool. sort of thing. Um, okay. So when, when you pop up, this this our conversation will pop up when 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 people search you. So that's good. Oh, brilliant! That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's part of the commerce, you know. Yes, the, it is. It part is. of the game. So where? Okay, so where uh, right now? What is the best way that you want people to listen to your music? Uh, great question. Uh, I'd say Spotify and YouTube. They're yeah. the two. Check out the music videos because they're really fun. Right. Uh, but yeah, check it and save it in your Spotify playlist. Uh, playlists and yeah. Um, do you think, uh, last last question for you, uh, how do you personally feel about Spotify? I know this is like a hot button topic for yeah. musicians um what, what is your personal do you think it's like a necessary evil you know even if it's not paying enough and this that and the other like what do you what do you think mm. about spotify personally yeah i i i'm torn and i think i've kind of resisted not you know, resisted making or figuring out what my opinion is about it because okay um yeah because in a way it's been great for us it has enabled us to you know reach heaps of people like to reach a lot of an American audience as well we've had a track that um a lot of people in in the U.S. heard about and they've been able to access it that way and that you know that's been fantastic because it it hasn't brought you know we haven't earned much from it but it has really helped with other things with getting funding from you know from the state here to make music videos and all that it's been really helpful but um I definitely think they should just pay out a s'more simply, you know, that would, that's the biggest thing. Um, they don't need to take the, you know, the share of profits that they do. Um, but yeah. And also, I don't know, I have discovered some people through it, through the algorithm that uh, I'm definitely, I've you know, a lot of people. A yeah. Lot of people. That I think, uh, yeah. Great. So I could, yeah, it's, it has, has worked a lot for us but i yeah i agree there are there are problems as well yeah you know i mean that's kind of that, that's always the way it is um yeah we will oh there's my next alarm okay we're gonna say goodbye wait don't go anywhere hold on this is just for yeah. the recording uh we're gonna say goodbye <laughs> to ingrid and the ministers i i really truly hope 
that Ingrid does make it to not only does she make it to America with her band or you know her you know the 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 the, the whatever it, form Ingrid and the Ministers is I hope she makes it to America and I really hope that she establishes establishes herself in the Mississippi Delta where everybody's like whoa well, there's this New Zealand person playing friggin' music. This is crazy. What? Like blues music? What? Like what? And and it does stuff. So I think that'd be great. Peace. Thanks. Hair grease. We'll see you next time. <laughs> That's what we say. Peace and hair grease. Yeah. <laughs>